There you are. I've been looking for you. Hello, and welcome back to our podcast. Today we have a special guest with us. She will be playing our wine wench. She prefers to remain nameless. And Michaelis. But just to give you a hint, we mentioned her before. She's the lost witch. Let's just say that. <laughs> so, any plans for the weekend? I don't. Does it, no. <laughs> Sorry, I know we had plans last week, but I feel like the plans from last weekend made it that I didn't want to do anything for the rest of the month. We don't really have a life. Right, so I did make it to the beer fest, uh, <laughs> and I got a sunburn on my part. <laughs> it's currently flaking right now. So I think maybe this weekend might be going to the beach, might be getting another part sunburnt. Yes. We'll see that. Next time, definitely investing in a hat. Yeah. But I, I had a good time. It was just, like, so, so sunny, so warm. And then I think, what, we got there at 1 something. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we stayed. I think we were done, like, by 3. <laughs> I think what was funny is that we started off really good knowing which beers we drank. And then as we kept on going, we said we liked the beer, but... I couldn't remember any of the names. <laughs> no, I know. Even when you like made a, like, oh, I need to make a mental note that I like this one. And then by the end, you were just like, ah, that's how good the beer was. Yeah. Was there yes. a lot of people there? There was a lot. There were. And it was, it was definitely great. It just would have been so much better at night. Yes. It would have made more sense. And then it was real cloudy, like it was going to rain. So I'm sure that made that more humid. I was, yeah, and I was hoping that the, the cloudiness would take over, but it did not. Y'all don't even understand how hot Texas is right now. <laughs> it is very hot. Yes. Just punishing. But, yeah, and it's next to the water. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would think that it would be a lot cooler because the breeze next to the water is always just kind of going. Mm-hmm. But you literally have to be up on that. What's it called? The um, seawall? Yeah. Oh, okay. To actually feel that. Really? Where they did the washing machine <laughs> on Selena. Oh, yeah. No, they literally did. It was it was that beach. <laughs> they filmed it in Corpus. Wait, can you do the washing machine? I can use the washing A couple machine. more uh, glasses and she will be doing the washing machine. For sure. If that mm. happens, we'll tape it. Yeah, but it was a really good time. Went with uh, my friend Deanna um, and we had a good time. It was... Um, it was very nice. I just wish it would have been at night. Though the other one that we went to years back was at night, and it was a jolly good time. So, hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe, and I'm Zan, and we're the Three Whining Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and give us a five star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Our first victim of the night is Farm Fresh Wine. In the flavor of blueberry. One of my favorites. Yummy. So we're starting off with chapter 20. The last chapter, chapter 19, ended after both Lucian and Tamlin had a talk with the Adder. And uh, Feyre kind of listened in. And for whatever reason, Tamlin turned away and like walked in and kind of like snubbed Feyre. So chapter 20. After an awkward dinner, Feyre goes to her room alone and doesn't leave the next day. Instead, she paints and finds herself creating a canvas of a creature she's never seen. Uh, it's creepy enough that she had to hide it and get out of the room to help Alice. She wanted to avoid the adder in the garden, even though she hadn't seen it the day before. 
So, Callan Mai is here, and she's wandering the manor, but cannot find any servants around. The kitchen is empty of staff and food, and she hears drum beats beyond the garden into the forest. <laughs> the beats are summoning, and fires are lighting up the sky. She reminds herself she's not invited, and seems a little butthurt about it. As the drums beat faster, she's filled with the smell of magic, stronger than ever. She's experiencing an inner battle on whether or not she can sneak over there, but Tamlin comes up behind her, shirtless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he's just trying to distract her from like not being able to go. It's like, yeah, but it's Tamlin. <laughs> so she asks where he's going, and he's like, it's Kalen Mai. I have to go. Duh. And she asks, to do what? Hoping to get more answers, but he just tells her it's to participate in the great right without much detail she attempts to ask more questions but he barks at her and, <laughs> and told her to return to her chamber like a good little dog and lock the door um she questions why and begins to contemplate the very fairy ritual and then tamlin re- uh, repeats that she just needs to listen to him and to not come out until morning fair asks if he's going to battle and tamlin just laughs <laughs> Anyway, he repeats to stay in her chamber and once again uh, takes off towards the uh, ceremony. So Feyre does go to her chamber, but she's a nervous wreck and she's pacing back and forth and her inner voice tells her to go see. Uh, And temptation gets the best of her, so she actually goes to the stable and rides a horse bareback to the hills where the ceremony is taking place. And she's dressed in a hooded cloak. She sees hundreds of high fae, but none she can recognize because she knows like Three, uh, and then she experiences a change in vision when she could not, she couldn't um, see them clearly when she saw them directly. But in her peripheral, she could see them a little bit clearer. So it was like a glamour to prevent her from seeing them properly. Who do you think had this glamour put in place? I don't think anyone in in particular. particular you think it's like a Prithian thing? I, well, in the earlier chapters, Tamlin. they said that um, the Fae had an ability to manipulate perception to hide their true forms from anyone that wasn't the Fae. Mm-hmm. But I would, I, I would think that you would have to have that person there, you know, to put, mm-hmm. the, to put the glamour, to know that this is... And they don't always expect there to be humans there, right? They, they always actually expect them to to stay away from them. So I don't know. I, I, I assume it's Tamlin. He doesn't want any competition. <laughs> like, if she finds a hotter Fae or something... Yeah, I think he's. I think it is Tamlin. Um, I think Tamlin's been drinking, so he's letting it fall to the wayside instead of being invisible. They're kind of like muddy looking and swirly. Which is funny because that if it was Tamlin, he must have known she was going to escape her room, right? Because why would he do that? Maybe he just has that automatically in place for her the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, and then that's why it's kind of loosening up after. Probably. Fairy mm-hmm. wine. Because he thought that Pharaoh would listen to him this one time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. But um, also, some of these folks are not from Spring Court, right? Mm-hmm. So right. that may be also a thing. That might be why she's not seeing. But I think it is Tamlin. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that I think about it, later on we find out that he cannot glamour some of the Fae from the other courts because they don't stick because they're not his court. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe you are right that it is like the fae altogether, you know, yeah, in general. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she, she does notice that some of them aren't wearing the mask. Yeah. So. Okay. So she gets off her horse and walks through the, through the crowd, moving deeper into the celebration. 
Fairies flocked to a trench between two nearby hills. She followed them to see a cave but could not see what was inside. Whatever was about to happen was the focus for all the fae. She cannot believe she was banned from this. From fairies. <laughs> swaying to the beat of drums. <laughs> Did you guys think of like, what's that What's that festival? Burning Man? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. She goes back up the hillside and is tempted to ask a servant fairy more about the ritual, but she gets interrupted by three strangers, free of masks. They were taller and leaner than Tamlin and Lucian, and crueler. It's hard to say, crueler. Um, one of them smiled at her and said they had not seen one of her, a human, for a while. She asks what they want from her, and they tell her, just some fire night fun, while holding her arms. She tries to yank her arms away, but they hold her in place. She looks around to find allies, but you know, no, one, no one's there to help her, because she knows three feet. She now realizes she's far from the crowd, closer to the forest's edge. Uh, she tells them to leave her alone. One of the fairies tells her that once the ride is done, they would have some fun with her. Uh, they are all kind of manhandling her, touching her side and her hair, pushing her uh, more into the forest. She falls out of their grasps, and then she tries to grab for her weapons that you know she's always carrying. Uh, however, before she could reach them, strong hands picked her up and set her upright. Mm-hmm. A male voice she never heard says, there you are, I've been looking for you, while placing his arm around her shoulder. This fairy seems to intimidate the three other fairies, and they kind of scurry off as after he thanks them for finding her. And he does this with a hint of a threat in, in his words. She turns to look at her savior, and he's the most beautiful man she has ever seen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So, at this point, what did you think about this fairy coming up to Saber? Remember, you don't know anything about him. It's just some random stranger who's beautiful um, coming to Saber. So, what did you think? I would have been like, hello, gorgeous. Thank you for saving me. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, when I first, I thought, when I first read it, I thought it was going to be Lucian. Like, the interruption. Like, the oh, there you are. Mm -hmm. But then, um, as I (laughs) was pleasantly surprised... Um, it's, you know, our favorite guy, you know, so far. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, any, at the time I was like, usually it's a little bit intimidating because she describes him like he's wearing all black and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Right. And you always think of like the people who are the villains are always dressed in black, right? Yes. And he saved her, right? Yes. But, you know, that he's also very good looking. Right. So it's like, hmm. But, like, any, like, if I was in this case, if I was there, if I was Feyre, if I was me now, <laughs> then I would definitely just throw out all of my inhibitions, all my self preservation knowledge uh, to keep myself safe. I would throw that all out the window and just fall for him right there and just say, What do you want? Where, and where do you want me? So, <laughs> but also, uh, you know, as Farah, she already has feelings for Tamlin. Yeah. That's, so. that's true. Yeah. 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 So she's not just going to do it with some stranger. In the way that she does describe him, I uh, can't recall. Oh, no, I recall. Uh, he's got like ravens feathered color hair um and wearing all black um and violet eyes piercing blue eyes that are so yeah 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 yeah. um it's like a a pretty like a poisonous Mm -hmm. flower Mm 
or a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the colorful snakes are, I think it's, I think that's how it is. The colorful snakes tend to be the ones that are the most poisonous. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think you're correct. Yeah. I think that's, that's basically the case. You can look, you can't touch or eat. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next bottle is barefoot fruit scotto in the flavor lemonade. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for summer. Which is all year round in Texas. Except for like five weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's like freaking freezing and people don't know how to drive. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go on to chapter 21. So, Pharaoh thanks Resand, or the stranger, while checking him out. <laughs> um, he asks her what a mortal was doing there on fire night. She lies and tells him her friends brought her. She won't name her friends when he asks. He tells her, you're welcome for saving your life. And she just thinks he's so arrogant and tries to back up. The stranger starts circling Farah while asking about her relationship with these two fairies. And the fact that humans are usually afraid of fairies and therefore stay on their side of the wall. She admits to herself that she is afraid of him, but says she's known these particular fairies her whole life. And there was never any reason for her to be afraid of them. Whenever she tells him that her friends were off getting her refreshments, he smiles knowing she's lying and offers to escort her somewhere else. When she says no, what, which, why? Why would you say no? <laughs> <laughs> say no to strangers. Oh, wait, it's drugs, right? Stranger danger. Don't talk to strangers. I know. I want this danger. Um, when, <laughs> when she says no, he tells her to enjoy her night and to stay out of trouble. As he walks away, she asks if he is part of the spring court. He asks if he looks like he's part of the spring court and <laughs>, laughs. Finally, he says no, that he isn't part of this, this court and glad of it. Feyre asks why he's there and, it's, and, and if he's not a member of their court. And he answers that he can roam wherever he wishes until dawn because of the monsters that have been let out of their cages that night. She tells him to enjoy the night and turns away from him and walks towards the crowd. This brings us to our first question for this chapter, and that is, what do you think about this stranger? So now that she's had some interaction with him, it's, I don't know, is he, like, flirting with her? What do you guys think? Like, did he think he's flirting? Or when he's, like... I think he's totally yeah. reading her mind the entire time. That's true. I, for, I forget mm-hmm. these things. Thank mm-hmm. you for reminding me. Yeah. He's, so he's, like, she's checking me out. Yeah. So he knows. That's so sad. Like, can, can you imagine? That would be awful. <laughs> I cannot even think of all the unhinged things that my mind would think. Not even on purpose. I think at this time, um, um, at this point, I was just like, that's definitely a bad guy. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was... when The first time I was reading, I was like, oh, it's exciting. But it's like, that's a bad guy. Like, I already know. Yeah. Um, it's He's too... His little grand. Especially when his, like, his, like, introduction into, you know, this world is so short, right? Mm Short-lived. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. they're giving you a snippet of the bad guy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It kind of gives me the the feeling, you know how, okay, so spoiler alert, again, like, if you haven't read the entire book by now, then um, I would not listen for the next 10, 15 seconds. But, like... Later on, you find out that she's been um, glamoured, and so she doesn't see all the other fairies at the court, you know, when she's over there at the spring court. So it kind of reminds me of the same thing. Like, she's sneaking around, thinking that she's really sneaky. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That, 
that kind of makes sense. <laughs> and now she's just like, man, I can't even like think my thoughts, you know, <laughs> without, without, you know. Uh, okay, so I have a question for you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what do you think people... Do you think people's opinion of you would change if they um, saw into your mind and your thoughts? Like, Yeah. I think that people would think I'm a lot meaner than I am. (laughs) And um, we do. (laughs) And um, because I just... I don't know. You know, sometimes when you, you figure something out on your own and then you're like, why? think that to begin with and then you're like thank god nobody could hear what's going on in my mind i mean that happens to me at least weekly i'd say yeah that's that's the sign that you're a good person that you're willing to reevaluate your own beliefs and change them based on evidence and stuff that's good but (laughs) jail crazy there's a bite (laughs) yeah they'd probably put me in a psych ward Oh yeah! Wait, are you seeing things? I and you're see. just not letting people know. Yeah. <laughs> because are, are if there's all? something behind me, yes. let me know. I see dead people. <clears throat> oh, stop! Stop! stop. <laughs> no. Can Can we pause and let Maggie leave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a man all in white here for you, Maggie. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, like, especially if you have, like, in, intrusive thoughts that yeah. just pop out of nowhere. That, yeah. You know, like, okay, so, like, he could tell that she's, uh, she's checking him out. I think I check out everybody, whether they're <laughs> man or female. Same. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. checking them out. Same. And I, I look at their shoes, mm-hmm. for sure. And, you know, if they have their uh, clothes Sorry. ironed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because sometimes I roll into work and my clothes are all crumpled. <laughs> but I'm not judging if somebody else does it. <laughs> I, I have young kids. I'm allowed. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. Okay. So, moving on. While looking into the crowd, she meets eyes with Lucian. And I love this part because she's just like, I cross eyes or I, my line of sight hits Lucian and I see the rusted eye <laughs> and the metal one. <laughs> the metallic one. He's peeping her. <laughs> and he rushes toward her, angry. He asks uh, what she's doing there and calls her an idiot. He then swings her over his shoulder and takes her back to the manor. Because, yes. So he was signed me up for that. Um, once there, Lucian again berates her for going to the um going to the right and also asks if Tamlin had asked her to stay in her room vera interrupts him and tells him it was nothing he yells back that uh that wasn't even the ceremony so like like you can't just say that it was nothing there was nothing going on like it was a drum concert (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was you know just a bunch of fire and drumming um lucian explains more of calamite to her um, each of the ha- uh, seven High Lords engages in the Great Rite every year because their magic comes from the Earth. I don't think that's true. I think it's just Tamlin. Yeah. Um, right? That's, I, what do you mean? I, that's what I thought. I thought it was just Tamlin that does it. The right? Yeah. But I, they engage some way, no? Yeah. Huh. Like they have a part in it? Yeah, like, I can bring it up for you. Oh, I had no idea. What? I, no, I know, I know. I, it just occurred to me. Gonna rain. That they partake in it? I know, I dropped the ball. Well, let me tell one. you, I wouldn't have written it if it wasn't there. <laughs> well, even, like, 
I mean, they don't have part in the right, but like afterwards, they, they, um, what do you say? Like, they still no, they still have a part in it, but not like a big like the Fey mm-hmm. when they, yeah, when they all yeah do their side, <laughs> their side, the side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says uh, that we do the conducting of the great rite. Each of the seven high lords of Prithian performs this every year. Oh, shit. Since their magic comes from the earth and returns to it at the end. It's a give and take. Maybe they summon whatever goes into him. Maybe. I mean, he, they might not do what yeah. uh, Tamlin does, but they do something. Right. Yeah. They that makes me wonder, it. what do they do like, in other courts? Probably, like, call uh, it into Dance. <laughs> Play the, the fiddle. <laughs> they do the African anteater ritual or dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, because that's crazy to me. Okay, so they probably all don't, you know. It. Screw randos. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, like, Tamlin's like, this is how I'm going to honor <laughs> my land. Um Okay. Still confused, Feyre asks, what is it? Lucian tells her Tam will allow great and terrible magic to enter his body, which will seize his body, mind, and soul, and turn him into the hunter. His sole purpose will be to find the maiden, and their coupling will result in magic being released and spread to the earth, where it will regenerate life for the year to come. The maiden would be whichever female fairy he chooses to be his mate for the night. Which is why they, all the female fairies, or fae, I should say, are all there. Um, After Tamlin makes his choice, all others are up for the taking by the other male fae attending the, you know, the right. This shocks our pharah. So at this point, had it registered uh, to you as a reader what those three fairies were intending to do? You know, it's funny. I didn't until the second time around. And I was like, ugh. Really? Yeah, yeah. When I was actually Disgusting. writing this up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't. Okay, so also, do you think it's funny that they're calling it, they're coupling? <laughs> it reminds me of, um, was it Gwyneth Paltrow that called her divorce an uncou- uncoupling? <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember that? No. Yeah. Unfortunate uncoupling or something. Do y'all remember the myth of Hades and Persephone? I know a little bit about it, yeah. That kind of reminds... Like, the story of Talon and the Maiden kind of reminds me of that lore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... How he kidnaps Persephone and takes her to the underworld, and... Yeah. Her her mother, like, cries out, like, every season, and, you know, harvests, and then it dies every six months because she's underground. Persephone. You know, I have no insight into that. I think that I definitely think the author always pulls a lot from those kinds yeah, of mythologies. And yeah, it, which is big in fan uh, mm-hmm. romanticy, I should say. <laughs> is that like romance and fantasy together? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm like slow to the movement. Sorry. Uh, no, it's a very TikTok thing. And um, what'd you say? I'm obsessed with romanticy. Is that what you said? Romanticy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Very, very book talk. Had you term. heard of it? Hmm? Had you heard of romanticity? I've heard of it, but I've never Okay, because I'm like, I'm the only idiot here. No, you're not idiot. the idiot. You're, <laughs> I'm just like, you're not nose, you know, your nose isn't like in like TikTok all day like me. <laughs> Sorry. We work. But it is. <laughs> I work too. Okay. Oh, and I definitely thought, even when I first read it, I got a really bad feeling from the, those three fairies. I had a feeling yeah. that they were going to 
well, they were going to essay her. Mm-hmm. They were going to probably torture and kill her, and then I thought maybe they would eat her. Oh. <laughs> okay, I thought that they would torture and kill her, but I thought that's where it was. But because uh, they had said something like uh, after the Great Right, right, they would have yeah. a little fun with her. Right. When I found okay, case, okay, it takes a while for my light bulb to turn on, uh, and so the second time I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is terrible. But I really didn't notice it the first time. <laughs> as soon as I read that their hands went to the side of her mm-hmm. and all that crap, like traveling, automatically went that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going places they weren't yeah. allowed to go. Um, Lucian then tells her that if Tam found her that he would have claimed her, but it wouldn't have been Tamlin. Tamlin had no control of himself and wouldn't even know his own name. She wouldn't have liked it, and basically tonight is not for lovemaking. She gets all pukey, knowing that Tamlin might try to force her. Um, Lucian tells Feyre he needs to, that she needs to go back and try to control Tam, and he'll try to go um, control Tam. In case he catches her scent, he gives her one last warning to stay in her room until morning and not to let anyone in, no matter who they are. So what did you think about Tamlin's role in the right when you heard what he was going to have to do for it? Did it give you the ick? I mean, someone had to fertilize the land. (laughs) I I, I was like, oh, like, um, because, you know, in this book, we all fall for Tamlin because he's the main guy. Mm -hmm. So, like... You don't want to hear about the main guy going and boning somebody else. Yeah. You know, so I was bothered by it. I was like, oh, Yeah. Have you not read, Go like, out the there and series? state your claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you upset. Like, once you haven't read the rest of the books. Yeah. Once you haven't read the rest... You <laughs> haven't read the rest of the books. <laughs> you haven't read the... <laughs> I've been drinking. haven't read. <laughs> I'm on my fourth glass. <laughs> okay. Also, I have a question. Yes. Or, or do you have a comment for that one? I have a comment. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I absolutely was upset. I got the ick. But having having read many a fan fiction, <laughs> that's a, a frequent thing that happens a lot. And so the toxic part of me is... Uh, the same toxic part of Feyre that also got jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, because, like, they aren't together, I guess it made me more upset in hindsight that he wouldn't just tell her what the right was, kind yeah. of like in a, um, how do I say this? Uh, not medical way, but like uh, a sanitized way, like, to say, I have to do it. I have to make the I had to bone her. Yes, it's not, you know, it's not going to be me. It's just my body. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and then, uh, but also, this kind of tells me that Tamlin is kind of screwed, right? Like, because this is the way he chooses to bring magic into his court. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to do this every year. And whoever he winds up with, it, 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 like it says they don't know who the woman is going to be. So if he ever got married, yeah. then it would be probably not his wife, right? If Even if he did end up with another fae. Mm-hmm. So it's like he was... So, are, so do you think that his dad was like going and boning a different fairy every... Absolutely. Is that what you're thinking? Is that what you think? Okay. But also I was thinking like about uh, Tamlin going and boning somebody else. You know, like when you're in your the beginning of a relationship and you're like you're not really boyfriend and girlfriend 
but you're talking to each other mm-hmm. and like then you find out that he was with somebody else taking somebody else to dinner i mean doesn't that bother you yes but to, for me i'd be like ugh, no i am not talking to you anymore it's done yeah keep your ftds mm-hmm ftd like the Fae flower trends. no Oh, Faye Trent. <laughs> oh I'm thinking with a flowery, flowery, flower, flower delivery. Exactly. I was like, dang, Megs, how many flowers have you gotten in your past? I would never turn one of those down. I'm going to have to talk to Arnold and be like, dude, where's my FTDs? <laughs> well, when you find out, you let me know because I would like to know. <laughs> Like I, that kind of reminds me of that. Like when you're in that point in the relationship where you don't know where it's at, you haven't like labeled it, I guess. Uh, and like, does she have? The, you know very well that she went over there and was like, uh, "Well, I'm up for grabs since he picked yeah. the one." And she messed with another fairy. Tamlin would have been pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But I think he purposefully left it really vague, and he didn't want to have to tell her because it would have given her the ick, and he knew that. I think mm-hmm. he knew that. Um, yeah. Maybe he'll send her some FTD. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. And, oh, okay, we'll get there in a minute. So later on, uh, Farah awakes once the drums stop. She gets all kinds of jealous, thinking the girl that Tamlin chose must have been beautiful and charming, and that's why he took so long. Uh, she's also remembering all the things that she likes about him. His looks, his body. She's, like, I think she, like, stops at his body. She's like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Um... Um, and the fact that he's a high lord, she decides it's safe now to leave the room and look for food because uh, she went to bed without having dinner. After getting some snacks, she decides to go to her painting room and get some of the images out of her mind. While heading that way, she runs into Tamlin. Tamlin is covered in paint. And not by Feyre. <laughs> no. Smudged where he had been touched. Uh, Tamlin pins her against the wall when he goes to when she goes to pass him he tells Feyre he smelled her and searched for her she could tell by the look in his eye that this was not her Tamlin um ma'am he is not yours but um (laughs) but the one who still had magic inside him Tam tells Feyre when he didn't find her in the crowd it made him pick another and she the fairy asked him not to be gentle he says he would have been gentle with her, though. And this has some sort of effect on Pharaoh's body. Like it did mine at the time of the first reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he also tells her he would have taken a very, very long time and would have had her money's name. Uh, so, what did you think about this moment? <laughs> right you- now it's cringy, but before... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um, you said, I mean... You kind of get turned on that moment. Yeah. yeah. But he's like big talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like yeah. uh, you're like hyping yourself up. Mm-hmm. You better deliver. <laughs> yeah. It, it's when Tamlin is not Tamlin that I like him the most. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's so sad. So he smells her. What do you think she smells like? I, I would like, okay, smell. I have such a keen sense of smell. Mm-hmm. So smells are very important to me. Like, yeah. If you smell bad, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You got to smell good. And I don't even want to be your friend if you stink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so 
this whole uh, scenario to me makes me think of fan fiction again. Sorry. <laughs> and you're going to maybe course. you're going to maybe know what I'm talking about, Maggie. Uh uh fellow nerd. I don't um uh, you know, okay. <laughs> you're not a nerd. <laughs> fandom fan, fellow fandom um you know, you know, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm just a, but have you have heard of the Omega verse? Omega verse. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, so this reminds me of that, this whole interaction, uh-huh. the fact that he can smell her. So in an Omegaverse, there are alphas and there are betas and there are omegas, and it's a story. And so mm-hmm. basically, it's kind, of, it, it's kind of like a hierarchy. Alphas are obviously, right. you know, whatever. Betas are like... A fish? Well, no. <laughs> they're kind of like, um, they're kind of like not too... Basically, not too bossy, not too um, mm-hmm. weak either. But omegas are like the weakling kind of, or they're the um, subservient right. person or thing or you know, and thing. And they're the they both can smell each other. And so, who's the both? All of them, all three. They can oh. smell when each is like turned so on. All three, not both. Yeah, <laughs> and so they have like um, like all. So there's so many different stories and um, books and um, fan fiction that use this universe in any kind of um, fandom. That uh-huh. any fan fiction about Star Wars, fan fiction about you know BTS, anything, anything you can think of. Like they're. <laughs> Yeah. So, what does she smell like? I. <laughs> so, um, if you're turned on and you're an omega, your alpha almost can't like resist. You know, like mm-hmm. they will come and find you. Like the pheromones. Um, and one of the things, one of the main things that happens in every single fan fiction, there is like a because we're going to talk about it in a minute because he he bites her right. Uh, they have a little gland and it's almost always on their neck and it's their way to claim their omega oh. so this is kind of what that makes me think of when this happens Okay. so Maggie what do you think she smells like <laughs> because she still didn't answer my question like garlic she smells like garlic <laughs> damn it. she was I, in the kitchen before you know what's that what's funny is that I, and I hate this smell but I almost imagine her smelling like essential oils <laughs> Mm-hmm. I hate that smell. Orange peel. She was in the kitchen, literally, or she was going to get a midnight she, snack. She probably smells like salami because she ate some snacks. Oh, gross. Anyway, anyway, I don't know. Did I thought you were getting to like the Marvel verse where they're each a different version of themselves. Thought you were gonna say like that was Tamlin's different version of himself. No, I was like, what? No, this is. I thought you were gonna say like they all have a smell of this because the question was, what does she smell? Like? <laughs> she was waiting for the smell, and you just kept on going. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So what's your answer? How do you think she smells like? Oh. <laughs> I think, I don't know. You she know what? She's like a politician. <laughs> That's her way of getting around the question and not actually answering. She probably smells like, uh, you're going to say like banana. Cooch. Like, <laughs> oh. like what? Cooch. Oh. I'm sorry. Like, is it clean cooch or dirty cooch? <laughs> is it FTD it's cooch? It's the most delicious cooch he's ever smelled in his life. Like cream puffs. <laughs> oh my god. But you know what I mean. Okay. So Tamlin lets her leave the wall. Um, Feyre, that, that he has her pinned against. Feyre asks why should... Um, she wants someone's leftovers. This makes Tam grab her and bite her neck, but doesn't break her skin. 
Um, he sucks all over her neck and they start grinding all over each other. After she moans, he jerks away and tells her to never disobey him again. She slaps him after this, telling him not to tell her what to do or to bite her. Um, in her mind, she really wants more, but doesn't want to tell him. Tamlin gathers more control and leaves her. Yeah. That was a weird moment. Um, but, like, she still, like, wants him after he's already been with somebody that same night? That's awful. I know. Ugh. Like, ha- like have some freaking, like, self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. It's gross. But she's a teenager. That's true. That's true. Um, At that point in your life, you don't care because you're so, like, into somebody. But, like, let's say he would have been like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Do you think she would have done it? Probably. And, and, like, he had been with somebody just a few... I mean, it might have just ended. Like, he might might still smell like a different cooch. Yes. (laughs) So why was there paint on him? I think he was just painted as part of the ritual. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when he arrived shirtless, I don't believe he was painted. So he was probably painted as part of the ritual. And then while they're doing the right, (laughs) they're coupling, uh, that woman's like rubbing up on him Uh, and asking him to be rough. (laughs) Which is also very foreshadowing. Just saying. (laughs) Rough and tough, that part? No, the paint on the body. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so the third wine that we're having tonight is from Esperanza Winery and it is their Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> uh, we did Google how to say that. <laughs> I already knew how to do it. And she failed anyway. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but uh, fun fact about this winery, we actually visited it visited it uh, mm-hmm. in 2022 for my birthday. Sorry. <laughs> visited it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> she's got no room to speak. Yeah. Um, and it was cool. We got to talk with the uh, owner of the winery, and we had snacks. <laughs> snacks are always good. Snacks. <laughs> oh, so I work in a clinic um, in dialysis, and one of our patients used to call me snacks. It was kind of cool. Oh. And you want to know why? Because I never brought her snacks. <laughs> <laughs> And I think she wanted me to, and it's all like, no, no snacks. So she started calling me snacks. Rude, dude. Boy. Okay. It was in the middle middle of COVID, and if you're going to eat during treatment, you have to take your mask off. And so we said no snacks. Actually, we said no food, not just no snacks. <laughs> anyway. So, moving on. Not me putting my snacks in my actual mask and eating it. <laughs> like, you like, know how much... Okay. Do you know how many patients listen to us? Hmm. Zero. Okay. <laughs> so, moving on. Chapter 22. The following morning, Favor takes a long breath and keeps thinking about the night before. She has a bruise where Tamlin bit her, and she's thinking of wearing a scarf to cover it, but thinks it would be better punishment for it to be seen by him, seeing what he had done to her the night before. When she gets to the dining room, she sees them looking a little hungover, and she sits in front of Lucian. Uh, he asks if she slept well because she looks well rested. <laughs> he notices her bruise and asks what it is. Feyre tells him to ask Tamlin. Tamlin. Tam. Tamlin. <laughs> you know they do call him Tamlines. You know why? <laughs> why? Because the mask left probably a really bad Tamlin on his face. <laughs> That's hilarious. So anyway, she asks. She tells him to ask Tamlin <laughs> since he was the one who did it. 
and Tamlin admits that he bit her after the rite, stating Feyre seems to have a death wish. He says he cannot be held accountable for the consequences if Feyre doesn't bother to listen to orders. I mean, that pisses me off, right? Like, orders? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and it does piss off Feyre, uh, and Lucian tries hard not to laugh. Can you imagine that? Covering his smile with his hand. Yes, I can. (laughs) Tamlin repeats that both he and Lucian had warned her to stay in her room. Uh, She yells out, fairy pig. Um, (laughs) Which is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which sends Lucian off the deep end, and he's howling with laughter. When she sees Tamlin laugh, (laughs) she runs out of the dining room, and then she goes to her painting room and starts painting fairy pigs in the mud (laughs) (laughs) scribbly Mm -hmm. squiggles squiggle mud and squiggle pigs do you think that Feyre deserved Lucian and Tamlin's teasing I think she was asking for it honestly she Mm -hmm. didn't listen to them and she just took off there yeah and then she like wore her hickey like a a badge of honor so she could get like you know, attention. attention. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's so t- that's so nineteen, right? Like mm-hmm. the girls in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, gross, <laughs> gross. But yes, and then they do all those stupid tricks with like the lipstick um, cap or the cold spoon. I never did it, but I remember. I, I remember like girls doing that in high school with the lipstick bottle. Oh, no, I keep on saying bottle, but it's a cap, and they would like twist it on there. And I was oh like, gosh. "What is that gonna do? Is that gonna do anything?" <laughs> oh, that's so weird. That was before we knew anything about color correction, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think they're doing it also, though. It's like their way of, like, showing love for her, you know, ribbing Mm -hmm. her. Like, kind of like like any friend group. And it's funny because this is the same kind of dynamic she has with other friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the same kind of thing that we do in our own circle of friends. It's kind of, we kind of take some jabs at each other not necessarily not ever not ever taking it serious um because that's just how we are that's our personality pretty much known each other like forever so mm-hmm. like basically siblings here mm-hmm. yeah so at dinner they apologized and tamlin gave her some white roses from his mom's <laughs> mating garden <laughs> so she can throw and squish <laughs> her hands and get bloody and get licked actually i don't think he licked it but you know uh, she hides the fact that she loves them and acts like they are nothing in front of Tamlin. The next night, Pharaoh decides to wear a dress to dinner. Alice asks if she'll be wearing gowns from now on, and Pharaoh says she just wants to try it out. There's no harm in that, right? No. She doesn't have to dress up for anybody. You dress up for yourself. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. Anyway, um, not for, not in this case, Pharaoh. Sorry. So while Alice is doing her hair, Pharaoh makes small talk with her, asking her who taught her how to do hair and she has always been in, at the spring court. She tells Feyre that she was originally from the summer court. Alice made a choice to come to the spring court to do what she could. When Feyre enters the dining hall, both Tamlin and Lucian are surprised by her appearance. Lucian makes some sort of excuse to need to leave the room and Feyre tells Tamlin that he's so far away. Mm. <laughs> and I say it that way because in the dramatization or dramatized version, it just sounds so corny. And like, <laughs> then she does like a nervous giggle. <laughs> Afterwards, it's quite annoying. You're so far away. So Tamlin magically changes the table to a smaller one so they could be nearer each other. Feyre asks where the other table went. And Tamlin says, between. 
a broom closet tucked between two pockets of the world. He flexes his hand and rolls his neck and Vera asks if it taxes him to perform magic. He tells her doing magic used to be as easy as breathing, but now it requires concentration. She tells him he could have just changed his seat and Tamla retorts that he would lose his chance at showing off for a beautiful woman. Oh my God. <laughs> he repeats that she's a beautiful 19 year old. Oh my but God. Vera isn't at all convinced of her beauty. She has filled out from her gang, her gangly, or from the gangly, small creature she was when she entered this spring court. What do you think of uh, Tamlin showing off? I think it's so freaking amazing. I mean, who wouldn't want a man who could just dissolve all your junk into somewhere else? Yes, I, I need like, I need clean lots house. of little closets between my all two right. realms. <laughs> you want a clean house? There you go. Mm-hmm. Clean restroom? There you go. Clean car? There you go. White house? There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> the kids go into the in-between. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Talon trying to one-up Feyre and her dress, you know, by showing her magic. is like... <laughs> it's so cheesy that, like, mm-hmm. it took the dress for him to be like, I got mad skills, Ooh. let me flirt with you. <laughs> She's so pretty. She smells pretty. She looks pretty now. I want to get into her long underwear. <laughs> something but it's rather disgusting so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Why not? Because then I'll be that person that brings up skin marks. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not talk about that. Okay. You know, like in the pantaloons. Like what do they do about oh, that? Gross. What kind of detergent are they working with? <laughs> and like Alice is probably doing it by hand. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They probably use magic. Okay. She does have watery bowels. I just want to make her the poopoo stains. Oh. Yeah. I'm just saying. Disgusting. The poo-poo stains. Okay. After thinking of all the weight he has to bear as the high lord of the spring court, the loss of fairies, mag- magic, etc., Feyre invites him to her painting room saying she has something for him. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Pantaloons. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to show you the ones I wore yesterday. <laughs> Gross. They're stain free. <laughs> He's gonna like sleep with him under his pillow. <laughs> <I know>. Gross. <laughs> okay, so she waits for Tamlin to light all the candles and notices that it takes longer than he's needed in the past. She gestures, gestures <laughs> to the painting she has on the easel, and Tamlin looks around. Let me tell you that a couple of Christmases ago, I bought, I think, Estella an easel, and I could not <laughs> stop saying, easel. <laughs> and Arnold made so much fun at me. He's like, Easel, why are you saying it like that? I'm like, isn't that how you say Easel? <laughs> well, isn't that how you say Easel? And he was like, no, it's Easel. And I'm, so now, like, when I see it, I kind of like make sure I say it right. <laughs> the hell? Like, weasel. I like weasel. <laughs> it was awful. Anyway, okay. Farah <laughs> is a bit shy about her skills as a painter, and she gives him a gift of the painting on the easel. The glen with the pool with the starlight. Um, Is that well, near the, the... The grassy knoll. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the JFK one. Um, while admiring the other paintings, he finds the one of her forest, 
where she hunted and he sees others like the cottage or the hobble at night her adequate Isaac and then the men who hurt her father which then enlightens him that she did watch her father get like pummeled and mm-hmm. like um, I don't know his knee crushed I right think. right and yeah. then I'm over here making fun of him poor guy um, was that the start of his Yankee leg? That's Yankee, and yes. His <laughs> <laughs> Yankee leg. Yes. It was, it was, his leg was now from North Prithian. <laughs> you know like those Legos? Like the legs don't, the Lego man and like their body parts don't stay. <laughs> you yank on them and they fall off. Okay, so the one of Isaac makes Tamil a little jealous because it is the only painting with any sort of brightness. And she tells him he was her only escape that she had at the time. She thinks to herself that it's sort of a double standard for him to be jealous of Isaac when she has to be locked in her room. His, her room, sorry, not his room. That would be weird. While he's performing the great rite. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about his jealousy? Tamlin's jealousy. The fact that he's jealous of Isaac's mediocre sex is really sad. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that like a, you know, is that a foreshadowing? Right. Alexander likes to talk about oh, all the foreshadowing. Oh, oh, oh. Our nerd over here. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Hey, yeah. It, it is very Tamlin of him to be jealous of mediocre sex. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Hypocritical. Um, but I will say that I did love it when I first read it. Uh, I love it when I read it now, too, honestly. But, um, but, uh, their whole relationship, you know, is so, like, teenage, um, first love, um, toxic as hell. It's, like, so pukey, and, like, it gives you, like, a look into your past. bad. Why would I send an idiot? For each other. And, um... (laughs) They will break up and they'll get back. They're, they're totally like that that couple. Like Scott and Courtney. <laughs> Who? Scott and Courtney. Courtney Kardashian and Scott Disick, duh. I don't know, guys. I think I'm at that point already with the wine. Because as soon as you said teenage, you just started singing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. She's cut off. So, <laughs> would you consider yourself to be a jealous person then? Um, absolutely. Uh, when I was young. Well, when I was in, definitely, when I was that age, I was definitely uh, jealous. Right. Um, probably for no reason at all, just because of my own, like, self-confidence. And, like, showed and it? And did you show it when you were jealous? Probably. I probably thought I was really good about hiding it. Yeah. How about you, Maggie? <laughs> yeah. I was a jealous person. I'm not going to hide that. <clears throat> yeah. I, I would say I was probably pretty jealous. Um I think that I was probably pretty jealous in, you know, until I... Last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until last week. Yesterday. Um, no, but like, so, like, in your teenage years, you're jealous, and yeah. you cannot hide it. Everybody knows you're jealous. Yeah. Uh, but then in your 20s, you're like, you're jealous, but you're like, well, me, at least, I will not let him see that I'm jealous. I'm just going to be like, eh, I don't care, I don't know. And, like, and I would not let anybody know I was jealous. I, I know that for a fact. And now I'm just not jealous because Arnold and I have been together for 10 years. <laughs> and uh, that's my old man. Yeah, that's how I am with Charlie. I was jealous up till the age of like 35. <laughs> oh, damn, my age is showing. Yeah. I'm. Uh, no, you this... age backwards. Now you're like 25. Like Benjamin right. Button. There we go. Well, this is Zan, and I age forward, and I'm 42. <laughs> and I. Uh, so when I hit 30, I really kind of stopped giving a shit. Um, 
probably like for the most part and then like just the whole the, the energy that you have to expend to be jealous yeah. of somebody yeah and then it's not even i mean it's not even worth it god you couldn't even like in the past three years you can't even really see people's faces because everyone has to wear a mask um especially like where i work like, yeah and then if they don't have a mask uh they put filtered pictures on on on, on their social media and you're like I don't even recognize that person. Who is that person? It's like a totally random person talking to me. It's yeah. Like, no, that's the guy you're dating online. Yeah. The one benefit that came out of this whole like lockup and stuff is that like everyone just kind of reevaluated their life and they're just like, man, this adds a lot of energy to be wasting on this bullshit. Like yeah. whatever that bullshit may be for yeah. for everyone and so like for some of us, you know, re reevaluated things and so like jealousy. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. For sure. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Especially um, as a 27-year-old. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, Zan is my older sister by 15 years. Oh, oh, no. Just to Um, let you know, I'm Joe's age. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but you know what? But also, just not for nothing, but like the best form of getting you know if you want to show someone that you're like doing well without them is just to live a good life without yeah. them yeah you know your your indifference right because you don't need that toxic toxicity yeah <laughs> in your and, life and tamlin and Feyre are totally all about that drama like they totally are. <laughs> they would be like the best they would be like the best kardashians like show ever yep yeah mm-hmm. yeah if they had like a social media, what would the fairies call it? <laughs> social media, like yeah. as a couple, what would they be? Or a no, reality Tamlin? show? No, like if they used the social media, I wouldn't call it Facebook. It'd be like it'd be Facebook. Ah, oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on, <laughs> but that was a good one then. Uh, he pointed to the painting of the forest and told her that's the one he wants. She asks him to tell her. Um, how she can help him with a blight, but Tamlin tells her that there's nothing he wants her to do. It's his burden to bear, and she would not survive what he has to endure. This upsets her because she's living there and not truly knowing all that threatens the court. She asks if he would rather her um, go live some other place in Perthian so that she's not a distraction, and he tells her he doesn't want her to go anywhere else. He wants her near him so he can watch over her and make sure she's safe. He admits he originally thought of sending her to live somewhere else, but he admits he was too selfish to let her go. He's had, He says he's had many lovers. Mm. Poor. Noble <laughs> lovers of high birth, princesses, warriors. Like, warriors? Like, yeah, like a warrior princess. Okay, princess. It's not, it's not like Zena. <laughs> warrior princess. But they never understood what it was like to care for your people and their lands. He tells them... Or he tells her the painting of her forest reminds him that he is not alone. How nice. So what do you think about that closing? It's a lot. <laughs> well, I I think that it's partially true. I think that there are two reasons he would want her to stay. Obviously, he is starting to like her. He's obviously having, you know, f- catching feelings, as, as the young people would say. Me, um, me. No, I say that. No, I don't. Actually, I never say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know there the the whole the other reason being the fact is he's trying to make favor fall in love with him and you know you can't do that when he lives in another part of Prithian especially not other <laughs> courts so what nothing going on, on. 
I'm just saying. It's just like he can't send her away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, if, if he, they did have other girls that, that were involved, he probably did do that. <laughs> did what? Like, like if they had other women, like, that were killing his sentries. Mm-hmm. Like, where are they? They're they're probably living in other parts of Brithian, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't even care, really. But <laughs> So what do you think about him bragging about his many lovers? Like, he's 500 years old. Obviously, he's had mer- uh, very many lovers. I think it's And he's, like, bragging disgusting. to a 19-year-old. Like, come on he's now. He's, like, bragging about all those FTDs. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger over here bragging about all his women. <laughs> And his illegitimate children. <laughs> Just kidding. That's that's Arnold, not Hamlin. Like I think that is is that is. Do you remember? Do you remember that show in like the the two thousands? I can't remember. Uh, they uh, there was a pickup artist, and he would teach men how to pick up women, and he would always say to start with a negative. Ew. Or he would call it the neg, and they would say. Um, tell them a negative, like insult them, insult the the female first. That way, that like quote intrigues them, you know, and so it makes them feel like, oh, like he doesn't want me, like yeah. he doesn't want, like it would, like as though that would bait her. So I wonder if that's kind of like his douchebag way of like trying to get Ferris <laughs> attention. Anyway. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like saying, I've I've been with way more important women than you, but you intrigue me. So show me what you got. <laughs> eh, I don't, yeah. See if you can compete with Xena. <laughs> She's all Amazonian. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, She's taller than him, probably. Probably. <laughs> and has bigger muscles. <laughs> uh, yeah. She has no FTDs. <laughs> Chapter 23. The following afternoon, Tamlin takes Feyre to another beautiful spot, a grassy glen with a weeping willow and a clear brook running through it. While Tamlin is laying in the grass, he tells her the willow singing always puts him to sleep. Feyre is obviously confused by this statement because singing trees, you know, like... What the hay? What the hay is that? Uh, Tamlin tells her that she is human and her senses still... Uh, are sealed off to many things. He tells her he could make her able to see it, um, you know, see his world, hear it, smell it, taste it. Lick um, it. <laughs> and and Farah asks how. So he tells her every gift comes with a price. In this case, a kiss would, you know, be his price. She tells him <laughs> absolutely not. Um... He tells her, as one of the high fae, he doesn't give anything without gaining something from it. So, that's what we call quid pro quo. And if that is happening at your work, file a complaint with the EEOC. Um, <clears throat> just saying. Nice little tidbit from Zan. I'm just saying, you have rights as an employee. Mm-hmm. Federal ones. So, she then says fine she closes her eyes and tamlin brushes his mouth over her eyelids leaving her breathless you know because everyone loves them eyeball kisses kiss my eyeball <laughs> so th- this Wait, leads us how do you think his breath smells like i mean he's, uh, he's probably remember okay so 
So there's so many like parallels with Twilight. Remember, like he smelled good. Like even his breath smelled good. <laughs> well, I don't know if they actually said that, but I imagine. Oh. There is parallels, huh? Yeah, there's you a got whole lot. Jacob and Rhysand, and then him and Edward, and then her and Bella, and then mm. yeah, all sorts of things. That's wine, not pee. Okay. And then Papa Janky and Papa Janky. Charlie was hot, okay? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I'm not. There's this whole. Th- and Charlie from Twilight, not Charlie Maggie's. <laughs> hey, he's hot to me. Aww. Sorry, Charlie. I love you, baby. <laughs> I always wondered about myself, wondering, like, because I was literally. I, Charlie was is cute. Wait, Dad. My Charlie? No. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie Swan, girl. Charlie oh, no. Swan. Charlie Swan. He's the sheriff, right? Right, Sheriff Swan. Or the po- oh, I can't remember. Police. Something. <laughs> the popo. <laughs> <laughs> so, this leads us to our first question, and that is, if you could heighten one of your senses, what would it be? Um, I would say my hearing, because I have t- terrible hearing. I have great sense of smell. My eyes are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sense of hearing, like, it's <laughs> awful. It's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. It, mine is definitely my eyesight. I have astigmatism, and driving at night is very difficult, especially when there's, like, lots of lights. And, it, like, it's it's um like a Van Gogh painting. Painting? Painting. You can't see oh, the my sides, text right? is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like that, that. Yeah. 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 I have astigmatism. It, I know what you're talking about. Not as bad as you, but I have astigmatism. Yeah. So and it's like, only like yeah. really bad in one eye. Yeah. Just to make it interesting, I guess. So just, <laughs> get an eye patch. <laughs> I'll I'll be like, like Lucian. Aww. <laughs> 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 and Maggie, uh, Mags, how, what would you? What would your sense be that you heighten? I would heighten a sixth sense. Oh, no. Yeah, we baby. talked about this. About, like, the dead the beings and yeah. spirits. I would you. do sight, but not like Xandra's sight. Like, Maggie's sight. Oh. Like, mm. I'm so in love with the paranormal. You know, my birthday and all that stuff. Just stuff that I've grown up with that I would love to see. Like what's What if you get like x-ray vision though and like you can see everybody's tripas? Ooh. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> like, oh, she had surgery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that, not a full stomach. That is <laughs> a BBL, my, my man. exercise. My that's a tummy tuck. That's a gastric sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like you can tell if they had chornas on. <laughs> Look at the chones or rotos. I mean, they're torn. Oh, oh or like, or like long underwear. They're what, what, your pantaloons. Your pantaloons. Oh, the skid mark. Oh, no. She wore those yesterday. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay. My third day pantaloons. <laughs> so unwarranted. Okay. Oh, so my my own question to y'all um, is: What would you have traded with Tamlin? To have the glamour taken off. You know, I thought about that question too, <laughs> um, but I don't know that, what I would answer. Let me think about like five seconds. I said that I would brush his fur. Oh, that's right. We did answer. Okay, I would. Uh, <laughs> I would braid his hair. I would put um, the hair that you know, like the synthetic hair in there. Like I put it on my daughter to make braids, <laughs> like fairy colors, like pastel purple, pastel pink. And I would braid it in there, make a couple Dutch braids or so, or maybe bubble braids, uh, and he would be fine. Dreads. And he could play soccer because that's what I do for a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I still love to play soccer. 
<laughs> I uh, would definitely buff and spit shine his mask. <laughs> and and what would you do when Tamlin enjoyed it? The spit. <laughs> Like his Here face. Here you go, baby. <laughs> He's like, spit on me. <laughs> Everyone has their kink. Okay. No kink. No kinking. No judgment. Shaming here. Okay. So Pharaoh is then able to hear the birds singing better and the willow singing. Um, it's singing a melancholy and weary um, song. Um, the world seems richer clearer and the smell of magic is now no longer that of a metallic stench it's like jasmine lilac and roses she looks at tamlin and he looks different (laughs) how she dreamed of him devastatingly handsome and powerful beyond belief because pharah to pharah the powerful part is the most important part she's (laughs) obsessed with the power girl um yeah Farah tries to pull off his mask <laughs> take it off like, Get don't, don't you think he tried um uh she tries a couple of times and Tamlin laughs he then changes back to the Tamlin she is used to seeing um she asks why she can't see him anymore and he says he's returned you know the glamour back to the place that you know to a place where he looks more normal he tells her that became, becoming a high lord gives you physical markers. She asks asks if someone from another court could help with the curse and help to remove the mask, you know, because the mask is the most important part of the curse to get rid of, you know. <laughs> um, she she wants to know what he looks like. She describes what she thinks he looks like, and Talon asks for Feyre's part of the bargain, which is the kiss. Smoochie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she grabs his fingers and kisses the back of his hand. <laughs> and Talon roars with laughter. <laughs> Feyre starts to doze off, listening to the willow, and she sleepily says that this was such a lovely dream. Um, and Talon tells her she is exactly as he dreamed she'd be. That being said, uh, this brings us to our last question, and that is, what do you think about this entire scene? I think it's so beautiful. I think it's cute. Yeah. I think it's very sweet. Yeah. And playful with them, It's too. very vivid. Like, you can imagine it. Like It's ethereal. There, like, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, in my mind, like, if you're fortunate enough, I know that there's some people that aren't fortunate enough to, like, read and actually see, like, a movie in their mind. Right. There's a lot of graphic audio, a movie in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they stole that from neurotypicals. Um, no. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, but, like, the mind, my mind is just, like. I honestly didn't think that was a thing until, like, they brought it up last year. I thought everybody saw it in their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I was. I always saw it in my mind. Yeah. Like a movie playing. Yeah. yeah. And you pick your actors and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and, of yeah. course, you're always the starring role, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. The one in your mind is the most expensive <laughs> movie of all time. <laughs> Freaking crim- Like, yeah. I'm not going to say who I think Tamlin is anyway. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Harrison oh, Ford. No! no! Harrison Ford. Oh, no! There's nothing wrong with Harrison Ford. He'd be like every Because he's aging. He's like 500. No. No. Tamlin is someone completely different. Sorry. He's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he's not. What would y'all think 
if she saw him without the mask, like, would she still be into him? I think so. Like, what, what happens, like, if he wasn't what she thought he was going to be? Like, oh, yeah, like, like if his eyebrows like, were messed yeah. up. Yeah, what if he wasn't, like, a, like, like the a best long pointy nose, yeah. Like in Witches. Yeah. When the high, I think her, she was called the high witch, mm-hmm. takes off her mask during the witches meeting, and, like, she's got this long pointy nose. It's, like, somehow, right. uh, somehow... In the mask of Angelica Houston. <laughs> I would say put it back on. I, I mean, know. because honestly, not all Fae are beautiful. Because some Fae in that world, yeah, they're right, not right, right, pretty. yeah. Like the ones that are clipping right. the, the garden the next few mornings or something like that. <laughs> so it's like, what if he turned out to be one of them? <laughs> yeah, no, like, no. Uh, apparent, no. I don't. I don't think so. It, it, because he's not considered lesser Fae, uh-huh. which unfortunately in this world there are quote lesser fae and he is not he's high fae and, and they to, all are gorgeous and then to add to the high fae he is a high lord and so that oh, i'm sorry <laughs> Put down the makes, she speaks almost, with her hands i do and i just hit my like stuff and but so that makes him even have more markers of being a high lord so now he's like like Devastating. Super honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I, I better, like, put some glamour over this. I don't want her to claw me to death. You know? <laughs> right. I don't want her to see me In like my that. sleep. Um, you know, she needs to love me, not lust me. Um, which, yeah, whatever. Um, but, yeah. So, do you have any final thoughts? I know I have final thoughts. Uh, of course. About this whole, the, the whole four uh, chapters. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that when I talked about the witches movie, I meant the one in the 90s, not the most recent one. Oh, yeah. The best one. Yes. 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 Gotcha. Sorry. My only final thoughts is on um, going back to when Lucian is freaking out. I remember first reading it and not understanding why Lucian was like not letting Feyre let her freak flag, you know, fly at Kalanmai. And... Um, but now, with the benefit of hindsight, um, that there are multiple reasons, you know, for his freaking out, which, one of which is, you know, he is afraid for her safety, you know, like, he is always, whether we realize it or not, like, Lucian is always saving Feyre. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, he's always... Like the big brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's watching out for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish well, I had a big brother. I, I, I had just, a baby brother. <laughs> yeah. I just want to... Redheaded foxy boy. Um, She's gonna say brother. <laughs> foxy? No, I don't. I don't. I already have one of those. I don't. I don't. He's not redheaded. <laughs> no, I. I need a foxy redheaded man with a missing eye. <laughs> okay, but he's always worried for her safety. Safety and for you know. But you know, he's also worried about for um, you know their plan. You know, so be, because there are other. Faye from other courts there, he's also freaked out that Amarantha is going to get told that their plan is working or that the whole uh, bargain that she had with Tamlin is actually coming to fruition. So that's one of the things that I did not realize upon first reading that um, why he was freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. Stop making fun of my hand movements. <laughs> I wasn't making fun. I was dancing. <laughs> I was doing a body wave. <laughs> yeah, you're not a nose in Stevie Nicks. So, fine. What the fuck? Anyway, any other um No, I, I am, like, 
super excited that Rasand is here. That we're what? Rasand. Oh. <laughs> that he entered, and um, he's, he's so exciting. Mm -hmm. He makes such a big Ew. impact with such a small entrance, so. Mm -hmm. Because there's Are so many. Are you hungry or what? <laughs> for rice and. For rice and. <laughs> <laughs> it's she she wants and. rice and beans. Rice and. It's Reese. What's funny is now Drake. I want to think of rice and beans because, like, Maggie said rice and. Rice and beans. <laughs> rice and. Damn it. Now, are the beans chalo beans or refried? <laughs> Chalupa. It's Reese and. Okay. Okay. So, um. It's a wine talkie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, Miss Lotion. Oh, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I made one mistake. I've been brilliant every other time. Um, anyway, so if anybody wants to make any comments, questions, suggestions, you can send us an email at threewhinywitches at gmail.com. Any constructive criticism, be nice, please, because I cry. Um, With emojis. <laughs> yes. And tears. And yeah. in real life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. We can also be followed on our Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Three Whiny Witches, and that's with the number three. And the podcast is available in all ways that you could probably get a podcast. Until next time. See you later, witches. Toodles. <laughs>